Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Today is November 11th, 2016. We've got our half an hour together. So, Kinner, please. Okay, so Lynn has some questions for you. He just says, I love being outside. He calls you a good mom. I love being outside. (laughs) Your first question. Um, I just wanted to check and make sure, because I'm leaving next Thursday to go up north for Thanksgiving with my family, and I just want him to understand that, you know, I'll be gone for a little over a week and that, but I'm coming back, and that Lauren that was here yesterday is going to be coming in twice a day to to give him some time and let him outside and make sure he has food, and and she'll clean his box. Okay, very good, and she'll let you outside as well. Yes, he hears all these, these important things. When asked where do you stand on this, what day is she coming back, he asks. What, what specific day are you coming back? Okay, I'm not sure exactly. It'll be either Friday or Saturday after Thanksgiving. I'm not sure of those dates. Okay, okay, gotcha. So I let him know. He says that's fine. He says, I suppose you want me to sit close to the house when I go outside? Please. Yes, please do. He says, okay. And how much do I need to entertain Lauren? <laughs> <laughs> Well, just be nice to her. Don't bully her. Uh, and she'll have her three-year-old little gal, Ella, with her. And Ella likes to play with Kinner, so as much as he wants to play with her and then just leave her alone if he gets fed up. Okay, gotcha. He doesn't mind the little girl. He says this is all fine. Um, he feels that you trust Lauren very much. And he shows me, like, shrugging his shoulders, like, this person works. It's a fine scenario. And I asked, do you have any concerns or worries about your person's temporary vacation, you know, because of the holiday coming up? He says, not particularly. He thinks that you will be in good hands. Um, he will watch the field mice that he knows run rampant outside your building. Mm-hmm. So going to, you know, be busy <laughs> with outdoor activities while you are gone. Do I have to come in for Lauren at night? He shows me... Yes. Being agitated around that question. I know. He doesn't care to, but, but um, he needs to because she'll be upset, concerned and upset if he doesn't. Okay. Kenner, do you hear this response? By dark, yes. Okay. He says, but she's not my person. What does she care if I'm upset? If he's upset, excuse me. If she's, if upset. she's upset? Yeah. Yeah. Because she's the one taking care of him, and... Uh, I don't want her to stop taking care of him because he's not doing as we're asking. Okay, gotcha. He hears this. He's really not giving it much weight. Um, let me let me add this. Uh, Kinner, so your person is putting Lauren, yes, somebody she trusts, in her place kind of as a substitute caretaker. And if you would be so kind as to be polite and respectful and to 
do really what your person would like you to do, the same as the rules apply to your person. They apply to Lauren. Then it keeps you in harmonious pattern, and it helps your person know that you are being well cared for and safe. He understands this. This jives a little bit more for him. He's still not too keen on the information, but he does nod his head. I will do my best is what he says. Okay. Yeah, the, well, and I, one reason I was concerned is because last time I was up there, I had to change caretakers in the middle because he attacked the one gal, and she, it, she was afraid of him. So I had to get somebody else, you know, to come in and change. Okay. Um, Kinner, can we do our best to keep our teeth in our mouth and our claws in our paws and to be respectful of our, our current Lauren and her baby? He says, well, I know them. Yeah, okay. he does. Okay, well, that's great. Um, we don't want any attacks like in the past. Um, he says he didn't care for the person's energy. He was also, um, it's like she wanted him to do something uh, he didn't want to do. And okay. he got agitated because he felt like, and I see her doing it a sweet way, like, here, Tinder, come here, you know, the sweet little noises that humans make. And he was like, I'm not a baby, and he doesn't like to be treated like a baby. No, and he, he just, doesn't like baby talk. He did angry. Uh-huh. So no baby talk for him. Make sure you give Lauren a heads up, too. Right. And um, one reason I had called is because we had been having a, a thing with that attacking, and so finally I had someone had told me to, like, grab his neck when he attacks me, and I turn him upside down like the vet does, and then I just look in his eyes and I say, do not bite me, do not bully me, I am the boss. And when I say that about three times and I put him out here on the porch, uh-huh. then when he comes in, he's more subdued and better. But then it's like days that I'm here, he can go in and out and in and out. I let him in and out. But the other day I was going to a doctor's appointment, so I wouldn't let him out, and he attacked me, and I had blood on my knees and on my back, and it's like it's like he can't. He can't win all the time. He has to realize, because I told him, because you told me, like, to tell him when I'm going to do things, which mm-hmm. I normally did anyway, but um, those little, you know, because he's not getting what he wants, they sort of need to be held under control. Okay. So, Kenner, do you understand why she's doing this behavior to ask you to step back, even to protect yourself, and demand that you step back and get your self-control back. That's the purpose of scruffing you, flipping you over, and putting you outside. There are going to be times she can't let you out, is what she wants you to understand, because she's got to go places, and she cares very much for your safety. He shows me himself having that independent streak, and the independent streak was flaring up the other day, and he was Oh, he's like a defiant um, teenager at times, he admits, where it's like he gets angry at the word no. Um, I know we've been through this before with you, Kenner. Is there anything that she can do or say that allows her to, you know, step in her own shoes, continue to have her own point of view, and have you just relax? She'll let you out when she gets home. You know, he's just not very patient. No. I guess, I guess my two cents to you would be knowing how the outdoors keeps this particular kind of cat balanced. Maybe kind of pick your 
pick your fights with him. Uh-huh. If you're only to be gone at the doctor for an hour, hour and a half, and he's usually out during that time anyway, maybe kind of trust that the universe and he are, you know, are going to be fine while you're gone. I, pick your battles, I think, with him. Well, I did um, finally because I don't know what day I was had to do something, and so um, he didn't come back, and so I did leave him out. He was out about three hours, and uh, he wasn't even back yet when I came home. So I, I guess I just have to trust more, like you say, because I've always made sure he was in when I left, but... Um, there's construction going on and stuff, and I guess that's why I worry, but he's pretty good about staying out of trouble. So I guess I have to maybe, like you say, leave him out more. Like if I go up to the pool for waterworks, um, I leave him out. That's like an hour and a half. So, But now it's dark at 5, and he doesn't like that. Uh, uh, the other thing is, um, oh, jeez. I just can't. There was something when I was talking I wanted to say. Okay. Oh. I I don't know. If he has something to say, maybe it will come to me. Okay. Okay, sure. So, Kenner, anything you want to tell her on this topic or any others? He says she understands that I like to be out. He says that I have to lead my independent life. She can't bully me. Okay, so he feels like he gets into a fist fight with you when you say no and he says yes. And uh, okay, I know. We, you know. Okay, we get it. We've heard. We've heard your point of view today as well as in the past. Um, you know, when I ask, is it safe out there for you, Kinner? I know you've got construction going on in your area right now. You know, he says he stays clear of all noise. He stays clear of most people. He really goes out into his field that I get he really loves. Uh-huh. He is staying off the beaten path. He yeah. is staying out of car's way for the most part. It feels like he's staying out of the parking lot for the most part. I do, I do get the occasion, occasional um, visitation maybe on the sidewalk in front of the parking lot. Yeah. Um, he likes to sit under my car or the neighbor's car sometimes. Okay, okay. Do you understand that cars, when the engines rev, you need to get out from underneath that? He says it doesn't happen. He says the cars that I pick, he says, they're mostly in their places. Yeah, that's true. They're not moving around. Okay, okay, that's good. I know what I was going to say. Three times now he's come back um, mud, mud up, you know, his belly and his his legs up to the armpit. And uh, I just, if he could... Stay out of that and just get his frogs or whatever when they're closer to the shore. <laughs> okay, yep, yep, okay. So you hear this request? Because um, when you come home dirty and muddy, it tracks, it dries, it flakes off into the shared sacred space of the floor with your person. She doesn't mind you catching frogs. Just please do so on firmer land where it's, you know, hopefully not muddy. Is this something you can accommodate meet your person's request? She doesn't want me to get dirty. Yeah, that is what she's after. Mm-hmm. Um, he says, okay. He feels he can comply 50% of the time. When I ask how, how, how come not 100%, he says, because I'm kinner and I don't do 100% of anything. <laughs> um, yeah. 
tough one, Lynn. I um, know. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, uh, uh, universe, is there anything we can say here regarding the mud and all that? Just ask him to keep clean. So watch watch your verbiage. Remember, always invite him, the universe says, to do things. Kinder, would you please stay clean? Would you please re-enter the house when I see you in a few hours clean? I'd so appreciate that. Versus saying, you better come back clean. Okay. Okay. Because otherwise he gets defiant with that demanding kind of talk. Okay. He is very sensitive to <laughs> um, any sort of tension or force mm-hmm. in your thoughts or in your voice. Um, he just he's just kind of intolerant of a lot of things, a lot of areas. Um, you know, baby talk, we talked about that already. Um, right. So just make sure you ask and you say, well, you know, for me, I have a cat. One of my four cats is a similar situation, um, personality as Kenner. And what I do with her is I make sure that before I ask anything of her, I take a deep breath, and I'm in a space of love to the best of my ability. Because when I ask a request of her from a space of love, she doesn't get defensive or feel like she needs to argue with me. Okay. She's more willing to listen to my request versus if I just say it in kind of a nonchalant, oh, can you do this for me, Cat? Please, can you please you know, stay away from this location because the workers are here or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. Or a simple request, I've got to stay, say it from a space of love in order for her to consider my request. Okay. So that might be something you want to try with him and see what results you get. Okay. What else? I'm. I. I. I didn't write things down. I'm really not sure. Um, just that there's some places that he's starting to get up on that he's not supposed to be. Okay. Like what? Like counters and the kitchen table. Okay. Okay. Kenner, your person's observing you getting on counters and kitchen tables, which you're not supposed to be. May I ask why are you doing this behavior? It's all about seeing. Um, he has a re- he's discovered that he's got a really great viewpoint, vantage point from up there. Um, I don't really get he's really on the hunt for food. He is noticing smells up there when he's on the counter anyway, but on the table it's just about sight and vision. Would you be willing to stay off the counter and table? And here in the human culture, when a cat gets up there, a cat who uses a litter box who, you know, um, when you sit down your anatomical opening is close to the countertop and table that we eat on, we just find this, you know, this creates discord in us. We find that rather disturbing and gross, if you will, would you be willing to get on high things that are appropriate in the home? He says it's not appro- there's nothing appropriate here for me to get on. Um, can you point out to him now and in the days ahead out loud all the places in a given, any given room where it's okay for him to get on top of? You know, maybe you've got a cat tree here in front of a window or something of sort to give him a substitute place to go, a perch. Yeah, he has a tall... Um a cat scratcher right by the window in the sunroom. Okay. And that's like, well, seven feet away from the table. I mean, and that's higher than the t- kitchen table, actually. Um, you know, that location, is there a second window that's in front of your table, closer to your table? Yeah. He'd like it moved there if you're willing to consider that request. It's because it's closer to the main part of the room, main part of the house is really oh. how he that that cat tree where it is now, I, I get him um, mixed feelings from him on its location. Yes, it's a window, and he appreciates that, and he loves the cat tree. 
but wrong location, he says, because it's too far away from you. Okay, I can do that. Okay. Okay. Um, all right, very good. And, and he has um, a cat scratcher like it in the living room right by my chair. But that's not, I mean, but he um, to see out those windows, he has to get on the back of the couch, and basically I'm okay with that. Okay. And then, yeah, and then in the, uh, excuse me, in the second, like, bedroom that I have, like, sort of a living room type thing, um, there is a table right in front of the uh, window that I put there for him. Okay, great. So I show him that, and you're welcome to get up there as well. So there's three different rooms, Kenner, with three different objects you can get out and see from a good vantage point. Is this satisfying for you? He says that it is. He gives me a heads up. Um, I don't get to use that little table in front of the window in there very much in the spare room because you're not in there a lot is the impression he gives me. He considers that room cool or cold, and we're not talking temperature-wise. It feels like usage-wise. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm really, I'm really in there. Okay. Your energy isn't very much in there as a result of not spending much time in there, and he's like, eh, not of interest. What you could try doing, and this is just, you know, human to human, my two cents is maybe yeah. take that table that you're cool with him getting on top of and find a different location in one of the other rooms or maybe even putting it in the kitchen as well or in the living room as well. Just giving him, um, give him that table, but put it in a place where he's actually going to use it. It's um, a drop leaf oak table that was my grandmother's and it's really too big to move to any place else. Oh, but I can spend more time in there like reading or on the computer. Okay, so Kenner, what about that? It's too heavy for her to move, but if she spends more time in there reading her on the computer? He says yes. He really likes spending time around you when you're inside and he's calm and relaxed and wants uh-huh. to be indoors. Mm-hmm. Okay. The other thing is there's uh, the upstairs r- room. Uh, there's a bedroom upstairs, and there's boxes and stuff that he lays on to look outside. But, okay. uh, again, right. I think he likes it when... I'm there. He does. He does. He, he actually is very social. He loves being with you. <laughs> uh-huh. Good. So, yep, on top of the boxes is another option in that particular room upstairs. He says yes. You know, one more thing about that drop-leaf table. Um, put something soft on top of it. Okay, soft. yeah, I, ha- I don't have anything on it. I will. Blanket, spare blanket or spare towel or something fuzzy. Okay, I will. Um, he loves the neighbor when she comes because, you know, she always has treats from him. And he'll, if he's someplace away, he'll come running when he sees her. And, you know, his little bell on his collar is just a dinging, and he comes right to her. <laughs> oh, very nice. Yeah. Yes, this is very nice. Um, you can do that for me, too. And, Lynn, right there might be a really nice way of those times when he's not coming when you call. If you were to get get him in the habit of every time he comes in or every time, well, not every time he comes in, but every time you call him and he comes in, giving him a treat, it might be a nice little incentive to make him hurry up. Okay. Kind of like a signal. Right. Yeah, I will because uh, I have to get what I, – I've had two or three types of um, – Treats, and he doesn't like mine, so I've got to find out what kind she has. <laughs> there you eat. Uh, um, but he says, I'm still very loyal to you. I know which door to sit in front of to come in. Yes, he does. Mm-hmm. And on that table, we were talking about this not very 
soft. When I'm gone, he'll lay down on that table, and as soon as I pull in, I mean, he knows the sound of my engine, and uh-huh. he pops up and looks out that window, and everybody loves to come over and see him in front of that window. The neighbors are really good about him. They're, we're very fortunate, you know. They'll talk to him and and pet him as much as they'll he'll let him. And but uh, they're very social with him, which is nice. Oh, wonderful! He says I do play favorites with the neighbors. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he does. Killer <laughs> people that he likes, and others he's like, no, not interested. And, and they'll call to him and be very sweet and kind. And he's like, nah, and he gives them the cool shelter. When I ask, how do you pick your people? Then he says it depends on a lot of things. Depends on their energy and what they think about me. If they think I'm just a cat, he blows them off. Ah. Uh. But if they see him as a, a really sweet, handsome, sharp-minded individual, in other words, a little bit more than a cat, uh. he really gives them credit and he, he'll warm up to them. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. How about that? <laughs> He's very, very particular, my goodness. Very. <laughs> um, Lynn, he's bringing me to your wrists. Do your wrists get cold or tight at times? He's bringing me to your wrists. When I ask, what do you want to say about this, Kenner? He says she needs to rub her wrist. She needs to increase blood flow and blood circulation to the wrist. How can she do this? Um, As simple as you rubbing, you know, taking the time when you're sitting on the couch watching TV, just like take one hand and massage your wrist on one side, you know, while you're absentmindedly watching TV, and then you can flip and do the rest. He just feels that this will benefit your wrists in the evening when they get really cold. Oh, okay. I can do that. Yep. Um, he's also commenting on, on your hearing. He brings you to one of your ears. He feels you don't always hear cars mm-hmm. that are moving around in the parking lot outside. He wants you to let you know that he is like a guard dog. He is, even when he's indoors in the house, he pays attention to who's coming and going, vehicle-wise. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he just is very observant, and he wants to let you know he's paying attention to this. So it's okay. You don't have to hear them all. I, I get part of it is you're not paying attention. <laughs> part yeah. of it is. He thinks you're just not hearing um, out of one of your ears as well as you could anyway. He says, it's a very nice place I live. You know, there is a frog um, who he does not catch that he shows me he's pawed at, but that he has conversations with. It's out in the wild. Uh-huh. It's very big, and it's one in particular. He's not referring to all the frog species as having this kind of interaction. It's just one and he's only met it three times up to this point, uh-huh. but we exchange data, he says. The data is just, well, conversation, telepathically, thought to thought. When I ask, what do you talk about with the frog? He says, well, I tell him about indoor life because the frog has no idea what it's like to be indoors. It's foreign to him. What does the frog tell you? The frog tells me how to catch other frogs. <laughs> <laughs> what to look for? Well, that surprises me, Kenny. Yeah. Why would the frog tell you that? He says... I don't know, but he knows I like to hunt and capture and pounce. I don't really, Kenner says it's not so much for me about the killing aspect, it's about the hunt. Yeah, I believe that, yeah. Because sometimes um, when they're there and they're just, I think they're gone, I'll pick them up gently and put them over on the other side of the fence that's there, and um, a lot of times they'll take off. They're just playing dead. Okay. He says, yep. Yep, he agrees. 
He says he knows the truth of it all. He says, but he lets them pretend. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and the, he catches, like, little moles and mice, too. Okay. I've seen him with one one mouse is all. Okay. Yes. He, he thinks that you would not be pleased about having these in the house, so he shows me, like, leaving them outdoors. Yes. I also want to say um, he leaves them off your sidewalk, off your porch step, off the main entryway of where you come in and out. He's keeping this area clean for you because he can sense your preference. So he kind of keeps them to himself. He says they're my prey. Yes, there's a little fence there, and he goes back behind there. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, that's, that's generous. That's very kind. That is, actually. Good job, Kenner. Thank you for that. Um, what else for him, Lynn? Um... I honestly can't. Well, one thing I appreciate is that because he's outside more, I said to him one time that if he would go to the bathroom out there and not so much upstairs, and he has been doing that. The okay. not been full as much, so I appreciate well, thank you that. Thank you for doing your business outside, so it makes it a little easier for your person. But we also, of course, if you are inside, appreciate using the litter box. It just makes it easier. She doesn't have to scoop as much when you go outside. He says, yes. He says, I heard a request, and I have no problem going on the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have questions for him, Lynn, about his, uh, I think you said two days ago he had his fur done? Yes, that's what I want to tell you. Um, he he had a bath and, you know, haircut and nails and stuff, and they have to, because he's, he's him, <laughs> he is who he is, they have to give him medication. Well, they didn't have any of what? normally they have so she gave him something else and she said she gave him less of what it called for but it absolutely knocked him for a loop and um he you know he couldn't he was dragging his back feet and um walking around hitting his head on chairs and the doors and that kind of stuff um and and he was like constantly pacing for like four and a half hours and okay. I was like so afraid so that I did have a number of a, of a, the emergency place so I did talk to them twice and they thought that it would wear off and uh, finally when he finally he did um, and I was giving him a little bit of food and water they said to might help at different times and then um, I was worried because he hadn't gone to the bathroom, so I took him upstairs and put him in that bedroom, and we made a little little bed for him. And he still slept till it was, uh, let's see if he got his medicine around 3. It was like 7 o'clock, so it was 27 hours that he was like that. But I, I do have an energy friend, energy worker friend of mine, so I had her work on him, and it, the the results were amazing. Like he came to, and but she said when she was working on him, it was like at first it was like she felt drunk. You know, it was just, and that's how it was. It's like he was just acting like he was drunk. And poor devil. I mean, he even let me pick him up, hold him, pet him. You know, all those things that he he doesn't usually do. So I knew he wasn't himself. Okay. But it's just. Um, it was scary. It was scary for him and it was scary for me. So I'm just happy, and I don't know if he has any questions about what happened or how he felt. Um, how he felt. He felt 
there was an inner restlessness. There was an inner, it's like he couldn't see. Now, I don't mean like he was blind, because he shows me having good vision in one eye, but like tunnel vision, like I can only walk straight. I can only walk, he was like zoning forward, um, out taking everything, all the other awarenesses and sights and sounds, et cetera, in around him. He could only focus on forward. Um, He was very fixated. There we go, fixated um, mentally. Uh, You know, it made his heart race. This was not good medicine, he says, for me. No. Um, the drunkenness, the, you know, for him, he just couldn't get his balance, is what he says. Yeah. Uh, the energy work, you're right, soothed him, and he allowed it. Yeah. And he, he, he even tells me he's surprised he allowed the energy work because he can be sometimes, he admits, belligerent about what he'll receive, what, he, what kind of help he wants, and all of that. But he says he, was, he laid down, and he finally got calm, and he slept off the remainder of the drug. Um, just make sure you tell the vet that, you know, please put in his file and you can make that request. That he oh, never... I talked to her, yeah. And uh, she she said she said that, yes, yeah, so I'll put that in the file to never okay. give him that med again. So she did. Okay, so I'm going to let him know that, Kenner. You will never receive that medicine again because your person recognized how off you were and she relayed that to the vet. So um, that was a one-time experience. Uh, so know that next time you'll get probably what you received before if you need your fur done again. He says that's fine. Um, he feels clean. He likes feeling clean. He admits it. He tells me his bloomers, which is the, the long hair on either side of the back upper leg uh-huh. uh, where, yeah. kind of, um, where the tail hangs between, he says it's like it's clean back there, and that's good for him. Yes, because it was getting long, and, I, you know, I don't like to see that because sometimes stuff sticks and... <laughs> Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, wasn't that bad yet, but I didn't. Since I was going next week, I didn't want to take a chance. He understands. He doesn't blame you for what happened. Um, he has no questions regarding it. He he just kind of shows me like 24 hours after the drug was out of his body, he's like, finally, I'm starting to feel like myself. Um, you know, you may find it more challenging uh, to get him in the carrier next time. It just remind him a few days next time before you do bring him to the groomer. It just remind him you're going to you're not going to ever get that drug again. No worries, my friend. Just right. re- remind him and encourage him. All is well. He's a little bit hard to get in the carrier anyway. Okay, Kenner, would you be willing to help your person out? When she has to put you in the carrier, or excuse me, in the carrier, he he shows me like backing up and not wanting to go. Do you understand that wherever she brings you is the place that she feels is for your grace and I is good, and it's always always temporary anyway. You know, whether it would be the groomers or she has to bring you to the vet in the future, things of that sort. He says yes. He feels you put him in the carrier minimally. Um, yes. Thanks you for that. You know, and okay, this is coming to mind. I do this with my own cats. I have a, a couple spare carriers, um, ones that I use, you know, for going to the vet trips, but also a couple that I actually have just the doors off of, and mm-hmm. I put blankets in there, and I have them around the house. And my oh. cats love to go into those carriers. And I, I do that in part, well, because when they do have to go in a real, real carrier, you know, for a trip, they're kind of like, oh, I recognize the shape. I've chosen in a positive way to go into such a thing before. So it might kind of help take off the edge in those moments when he is actually enclosed in one. Okay, I I do. It's it's a soft one, soft side, and I do leave it unzipped. And you, before he hasn't in a while, but I I leave it unzipped. And sometimes if he was needing to feel secure, he would crawl in there. Okay. 
but he okay. hasn't lately that I know of, that I've seen. Um, he doesn't find it as comfortable as some of the other higher places. Okay. Like. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we are at time. Is there any other questions that you need to ask last minute, or are you good? I think I'm good. So just if he has anything else. Yeah, Kenner, any closing message for your person? Um, he just says, I love you. He shows me an image of being on a end of a couch and you sitting next to him on the couch and I ask, what is this image about? I like to be close to her. Yeah. Tell her I like yeah. to be close to her. And when I purr, he tells me he like it's quite a motor. <laughs> it, it's quite, I, I, he, he just started purring and to me it's sort of like, soft I have to really listen but maybe mm-hmm. that's my hearing he's thinking I don't <laughs> have a problem with but no I love him too and I love to be close to him on the couch also very good he appreciates you sharing that excellent well, well let me thank him thank you Kinner <laughs> I wish you the best and we are set for today Lynn just give me 24 hours to email you the recording that's great thank you so much you're welcome you have a great day yes bye bye you too bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.